1: All right, everybody. Sunday morning, here on the couch, today, the sports show. It is sunny, Fun. the hardest working man in sports radio here on a Monday morning. As we take a look at the games that happened yesterday in the NFL, lots of interesting things that did happen in the games here this past week. Big time. Big time
0: players. As well, long as lots of injuries, we'll talk about a lot of things
1: as well as we'll take a look at a Monday morning. It is the addition of the new pitted. Now, I'm all going to be at a game. I have an opportunity to start tonight. The players aren't winning, I've already picked that game. Bears aren't winning, so I should be at nine wins after this week. So when when you look at all the things that happened this week, I should have actually been better because there were some stupid games out there yesterday, and I'm talking stupid. I mean, some of my picks, let, let's just be honest, some of my picks, they're horrible, Um, but at the same time, there were some teams that I picked That should have won yesterday And I should be around 13 We're going to talk about those But the having been said My goal Is 10 games a week Nine if they got some on the buy. So Since I did not hit that number I have to admit it I got to just come out And say it I suck this week I know I did, absolutely right, but it wasn't as bad as last week. I know I still suck, but give me a break. I wanted a little shot of redemption, but I'm slowly moving up. Seven last week, gonna have nine, because the Bears don't have a chance. The worst I can end up is eight, still better than last week. But we're going to talk about those games. We're also going to talk about a lot of the injuries. I want to, first of all, talk about Atlanta. I forget the guy's name, who it was. But the dude that celebrated and probably tore his Achilles when he celebrated after a play. Just got to kind of watch it. Also, uh, but more in the fact for that game, Julio Jones, evidently they're saying it's a leg injury. It's not as serious. But Atlanta, I'm going to tell you, you got a lot of work to do you've got the Atlanta Falcons have to get better. I don't think I have to tell them that. Um especially with the franchise type quarterback, wide receiver that they have, they've got to put some stuff together that they have not been able to do and have not done quite frankly in a while. So Lots of stuff out there. So uh, we're going to talk about news and injury lists. I actually have to get my list here because lots of guys down. Julio Jones was hurt. Foster was hurt. DeMarcus Ware, Rawls running back for the Seahawks, Danny Woodhead, Adrian Peterson, and the one that probably gathered the most attention That's Jimmy G, Jimmy Galapero, or however you Galapero, Galapolo. He went out hurt, but not before he ran him up to a twenty-one to nothing lead before he got hurt. So, lots of things to talk about in those games that happened with those games, but there were some games that I should not have missed. The Seahawks losing to the Rams, inexcusable. Inexcusable, which would put me at 10. Okay? That one was horrible. Out of all of them that I was looking at and I saw ones I missed, that one stands out to me big time. The other ones that I missed I think could be Explained, but the other ones that that one there, I should I should be at nine possibly ten to this week because of that game. That was a horrible game; should not have lost. And games that I shouldn't have lost also last yesterday. The Detroit Lions had their way with the Tennessee Titans through the whole darn game. They ended up losing the game. That should have been a win for me as well, but it wasn't. Which makes me angry. The Dallas Cowboys showed some gumption. I picked the Redskins. I'll freely admit I missed on that one. And I missed on Cincinnati. That was a bad game for me. But the Atlanta game in Oakland. Oakland should have won that damn game. Atlanta coming back and winning that game is ridiculous. So there's lots of things. that. So there's three games. That I should have on my win side. Should have been much better. And most people picked who I picked anyway. So, but I still have to admit it, I sucked yesterday. So, let's start with the games that, that, that I lost. Now, I had the Jets beating the Buffalo Bills. So, I started off the week good. Going to my first loss, at least on the list that I'm looking at, I got to go by the list that I'm looking at, is the Detroit-Tennessee game. Detroit led this game most of the time, but they managed to let the Tennessee Titans score 13 points in the fourth quarter to get the victory, while they only scored three, and that came in the third. After a good week one from the Detroit Lions, they drop a game they probably should not have lost. And it will affect the division standings for them. Because in that North division, they needed that victory big time because the Vikings won. Um, and they went to 2-0. and Now, they are tied with the Lions, or the Lions are tied with the Packers at 1-1. and But let me just say, if somehow a miracle happens and the Bears win tonight... They'll also be one and one So that NFC North is a very interesting division this week or this year, and we'll be watching for it. And hopefully something good can come out of next week's games that makes this even more interesting. Like maybe the Green Bay Packers losing again and the Vikings winning again, which I changed my pick. After they lost Teddy Bridgewater, but a big loss of injury in that game, Adrian Peterson goes down. So that's something to watch out for. How hard is that going to hit that offense if they don't have Adrian Peterson for a while? So they'll have to watch that. He's day-to-day, and we'll get a little bit more information after all the tests are run today. The Vikings getting that win. This is a big win for him. Sam Bradford also. Big win for him. Because when you looked at Sam Bradford going into this game, he was 25 of 33, 238 yards and a touchdown. If you're the Detroit Lions, you you know who this guy is. Sam Bradford has been a while, been around for a long, or mark that, uh, mark that. Mariota was 25, uh, 30, uh, 38, two touchdowns and an interception. And you knew what you were getting going into this. If you're Detroit, you're getting this rookie quarterback. Well, not necessarily rookie, but a guy that's not proven. You get good plays out on the football field, interception here, interception there, but yet, yet the interception that Mariota thrown had the Lions just push their way down the football field. And after the interception, in a game like this, if you're the Detroit Lions, you've got to make big plays. Matthew Stafford rips off a great run in this game. After the interception, come away with three. But the the secondary of the Lions give up that touchdown, now, they missed the extra point, but it, or they didn't miss it. They made the extra point, but you can't let them after – after you get the interception, you can't let the Tennessee Titans get the momentum in the game, and they did. They they went back. They got the momentum of the game, and that's the reason why they won, and they won to end the third – late towards the third and fourth quarter with Mariota just making some good passes, easy passes – you know, ten fifteen yards down the way, and letting the receiver do the job after that, getting the yakety yak, and that's where Mariota is going to end up being a lot better as he moves on, recognizing the defense and playing in a little bit until he can break one open deep. So, that having been said, Mariota, I'm going to tell you right now, he played well. The Titans. Held off these Lions. They played well. I still suck, by the way. I missed this game. Matthew Stafford, 22 of 40, 260 yards, touchdown and interception. Abdullah, six rushes, thirty-eight. Everybody wanted to annoy them. Thirty-eight yards of six rushes, one of those were for twenty-four yards. So really in reality had five rushes for thirteen yards. If you take away that play. So Watch out. Receiving eight receptions, 118 yards for Jones. Four receptions, 53 yards for Ebron. Then Bolden, four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. So the Lions had this game pretty much, you know, I I thought they were going to win. I was watching Red Zone yesterday. I was like, even though they weren't doing a lot lot of scoring, I really thought that they were going to hold on to win this game. Ah, uh-uh, that's one I lose. And then the next game that was up on the board that I lost. I'm actually this one I'm not feeling too bad about as far as the pick was concerned. It could go either way. And when you have those games where you have a team that can go either way, I don't feel necessarily bad about missing the game. But how this game was lost really kind, kind of makes me wonder about Kansas City. Now, Kansas City made the trip down to Houston. They lost the game by 7. Lost by a touchdown. 19-12. to 12. Very low-scoring game. And you should have expected some, oh, how do you say, some, uh, some big-time working in this game. Brock Osweiler, he did exactly what he was supposed to do, which was manage the game. The Chiefs, on the other hand, I went ahead and said Andy Reid was going to win this game for them. And I will tell you, Houston is lucky that they were able to win that game because if it wasn't for some great hands by a wide receiver bobbling it near the five-yard line, they wouldn't have been able to get down there. But the Chiefs intercepted the ball after that. After the big play, they make the big play. Then the -the over-the-head you know, snap goes to the Texans. It was almost like it was almost like NFL Follies if you watched it. Another bright pass by Brock Osweiler gives the, g- gives Houston a lead, and at home, you know, Reliance Stadium is a tough place to play anyway. And then Kansas City, you know, they tacked on field goal after field goal. And then that's where they end up. For me, watching this game was quite painful. And Houston was just able to take advantage of some problems. And I bet you Andy Reid wasn't very happy about it. I didn't see the after game, you know, coach talking about it. I don't watch those because I I don't like watching, you know, politically correct answers. And that's all we would have ended up getting. So that was a game that I lost yesterday. So I suck. And one I made a mistake on, and I lost. If I knew whether was a factor in Pittsburgh, I would have picked the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's no better team. In sloppy play, than the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they're the best sloppy play football team out there, and they they proved it yet again. Raining craziness going on in that game, and what ends up happening is they pull through, make big plays in the middle of you know nasty weather. And they're the best nasty weather football team. I, I just did not look at the weather reports. I, I just didn't have time. But if I would have known that that was an issue, I would have picked Pittsburgh. So when I watched that, when I watched this game as they went back and forth, this one was on red zone quite a bit. I was quite shocked that we weren't talking a lot about A.J. Gre- Green in this game. Two catches, 38 yards. Pittsburgh took him out of the game, which is huge. Bernard, though, nine receptions, 100 yards at a touchdown, and he's the running back. Five rushes, 17 yards. They seen he wasn't doing anything rushing the football, so why not m- let him make some plays? Made some plays in the passing game, but he also fumbled the ball. Boyd, he also fumbled the ball. So two costly turnovers for the football team, and that is huge. Ben Roethlisberger, the, the, the Bengals should have won that game. Ben Roethlisberger threw two interceptions in that game. And what do they still do? 259 yards, three touchdowns. They still... Get a rushing attack from D'Angelo Williams, 32 rushes, 94 yards. And the three touchdowns goes to Williams, James, and and uh, and Grimble, which is slowly becoming one of my favorite guys to watch. So basically what I'm saying is I think that game would have been better because of weather and Cincinnati doesn't play good in that kind of slop. The Steelers are at home in that slop, and you got you got to like the Steelers in slop. I always do. Steelers two and zero. By the way, before we do that, before we go any further, let's go to the standings just really quick. I know they don't mean a lot in week number one, week number two, week number three or four, but still, New England two and zero, AFC East. New England, 2 0, 1 1, are the Jets, Dolphins 0 2, Buffalo 0 2. And when I looked at this division, I expected more from the Buffalo Bills. And it wasn't because of Rex Ryan, it was because of talent. And the fact I shouldn't have had the Buffalo Bills as high as I did, but that having been said, over in the North, Steelers and Ravens 2 0. Cincinnati 1-0 in the Browns 0-2. That's not any great big shock. And that is sure to change as the year goes on because the Bengals are a good team during the season. So you'll expect more from the Bengals. And you expect maybe Baltimore to drop one here and there. So I'm not worried about Cincinnati. I had Cincinnati winning this division. In the South, the Texans are 2-0. and the Titans 1-0, Jacksonville 0-2, and the Colts 0-2. Now, that one I'm missing because of the, the Colts not being able to win the game. But the thing that doesn't shock me, and I told everybody to watch out for this, okay? The Jacksonville Jaguars are a football team that can't get out of their own way. And everybody says Russ Bradley is great. Everybody, I'm telling you right now, he's not. Look at his record as a head coach. This it, Typically... You know, We're talking about teams not taking off in the first part of the year, and then at the end of the year, when things don't matter against teams that don't matter, it, it's the Brian Hoyer effect uh, for a whole football game. I want the Jaguars to be good. That's my football team. But they're not good. And they proved that yesterday. They should have put the Chargers away. I didn't pick the Jaguars because I don't trust the Jaguars to win a game like that especially after what the Chargers have been able to do. So that's an interesting division. Over in the AFC West, Broncos 2 and 0. They lose to Marcus Ware for a while. That's at least a four-week injury from what all the reports I'm getting. Chiefs 1 and 1, San Diego 1 and 1, Oakland 1 and 1. I told everybody to watch out for the Chargers this year. They win their games in divisions and win games against the mediocre teams. This is a team that has a shot to win this division. I didn't pick them, but they have a shot. And they've scored massively in the first two weeks of the NFL season. However, injuries are going to hurt that. Danny Wayhead goes down. They lose their wide receiver and Allen in week number one. So, Maybe the week of the first two weeks will go away after they lose two key guys on the offensive side of the ball. Over in the NFC, in the East, the Giants two and zero. God, I hate that. because I, I hate the Giants. I'm not an Eli Manning fan. And by the way, just let everybody know they haven't been winning because of Eli Manning. So before anybody gets up on the phone three four seven two one five seventy four nine seven says I'm crazy. He hasn't done anything. We'll talk about that game. I picked them, by the way. The Eagles 1-0. They're playing tonight. They should win. They should be 2-0 and right there with the uh, Giants. The Dallas Cowboys toughed out a victory. They showed some moxie. So now they're respectful to me. When I look at this team, now they're a respectful team. Because I talked about it in that game or in the pregame you got to have a team that has some moxie to come back and get a victory after last week's loss against the Giants. And they showed me some skills. They showed me some heart. And, frankly, we don't get that from the Dallas Cowboys. Now, is that because of Dak Prescott? I don't know. There are already stupid articles going back. If Tony Romo comes back and they have a winning record and they're doing well, will Tony Romo take over the reins? In a heartbeat, he will. In a heartbeat. Those that are going to fall in love with Dak Prescott don't. And the Washington Redskins 0-2. Minnesota on top, 2-0. No Bridgewater got the lead in this division. The big victory against the Packers. And they're on top of the Packers. Packers are 1-1. Detroit's 1-1 as well. And the Bears 0-1. They'll be 0-2 by tonight. In the NFC South, Tampa Bay 1-1. Panthers 1-1, one and one, Atlanta 1-1, one and one, and the Saints 0-2. Now, the Saints 0-2, it, for Saints fans, hey, I think maybe the glory days are over. Maybe too much partying on Bourbon Street now. I don't know. But Saints don't look good. This is a division. Tampa Bay got blown out of the water yesterday. I told everybody to watch out for that. So now, the South is an interesting division. Over in the West, San Francisco, the Rams, and Arizona Cardinals, and Seattle Seahawks, all 1-0. Seattle should be 2-0 and after that stupid loss against the Rams, and the Rams should be 0-2. The 49ers winning yesterday was a fluke. They should be 0-2 as well. But... Flukes don't matter There's the tick underneath the W And that's what matters So the next game that was on tap That we were looking at That I lost Was the Dallas Cowboys And the Washington Redskins Now that having been said My locals love the fact that I was wrong In this game But what I will say about this game Though Is that we saw Dak Prescott, not only manage a game, but how about this? Play well. They scored touchdowns in the first, third, and fourth quarter. The Dallas Cowboys get points normally in buckets. But the way that it was spread out by Dak Prescott, you got to be happy with. And Dak Prescott, again, impressed. This time, they brought the throws down by 15. He threw 45 passes last week. This week, he threw 30. Guess what? They win the game. Come on. It's, it, it's not a hard thing to do. Watch it. If this team goes with Dak Prescott throwing the football 45 times, they're going to lose the game. And then him getting the ball to the guys that he needs to get to, Cole Beasley and Jason Witten. These are important things to happen for a football team when they're when they're in there. And mark that, that wasn't I'm sorry, Cole Beasley and, and Des Bryant. But he did get the ball to Witten a couple of times in this game. Depend on the guys that make plays. And Witten is one of those guys. Des Bryant is another one. And Beasley is his favorite target. But When you look at this game You've seen a lot of things that happened in this game Especially in the running game You had Ezekiel Elliott get in for the touchdown But he had two fumbles in this game Alfred Morris Got the little revenge on this football team For not re-signing him for the money he wanted And he ran it in for a touchdown So Looking at the numbers and looking at the stats, two fumbles, one loss for them. So, the big time. Now, Doug Free getting the uh, recovered football of the second one he has saved him. But they took him off the football Failed, and they brought in Alfred Morris. So, a lot of things are going to have to change in that. I'm going to tell you right now, I think if the Cowboys lose this game like I did predict, and I suck. Okay? If they lose that game, there's going to be tension for two weeks afterwards until they get to 500. Big time tension and panic. They panicked in week number one. They lost the game. They were patient and let Dak Prescott throw the ball only 30 times. He was 22 at 30 for 292 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but it didn't matter. Consistent play and balance is huge. 30 rushes, 30 pass. Go back to that system, back to 2014. You got a football team that will go. If they get away from that, the Dallas Cowboys could be in a lot of trouble. They have to consistently change up the game. And keep everybody on their toes. And not depend on one thing to win the game for them. That was key in this game. I didn't think they'd do it. I thought they'd go right to panic mode again. Like they did in week one. And lose the game. But Dallas got out to a 10 a lead. And at halftime they were leading 20-3. to But in my mind which was it showed up to be right that wasn't going to be enough because the rams are the redskins come back and score 13 points now the cowboys did score seven but the key to this is that they blanked the redskins in the fourth quarter at home boy i'm telling you right now that is huge Barry church with his interception nice interception Good timing for that interception So lots of good things I've seen In this game for the Dallas Cowboys And guess what? you got to feel good If you're a Dallas Cowboy Not only that, how about Barry Church not going out of the end zone After the the catch That would have put him on the two yard line Though it's going to turn the game around Barry Church was very smart to take the knee He was thinking about bringing it out And you know he wanted to So Lots of good stuff. You're a Dallas Cowboy fan. You got to feel good. And it makes next week's game a, a little bit more interesting where they're going to be. If they'd be at 0-2, th- this would be a panic mode team, and they wouldn't have a chance to win next week. We'll obviously look at who they're playing and everything and figure out whether or not they're capable of winning next week. But this was a big game for them to get the victory. And even on the last play, Kirk Cousins had a chance to win this football game for him. So The Cowboys get up on the board First time on the season So I suck I picked the Washington Redskins Seattle I don't even want to talk about But I will say this In that game That Seattle Seahawks game If you're a Seattle Seahawks fan You better worry about your quarterback Because there's some big stuff going there Russell Wilson's hurt And it's obvious he's hurt and how they fix it and how they make it better is going to be huge. That means that the defense has to stick up. Now, the defense did stick up yesterday. When you only allow L.A. to score three field goals, that is huge. By the way, the Rams haven't scored a touchdown all season long. They got more wins than touchdowns. Seattle had no business losing that game. And they might have to really take a look at how they lost that game and ask themselves the question, would it be better to use the backup? The defense playing strong, you bring your backup in, don't ask them to win the game, but have them be a little bit productive. If you get 20 points, you have a possibility of winning in almost every game in the NFL. So I'm going to say this. Seattle needs to go to their backup quarterback until Russell Wilson is 100%. But the problem with that is you go back and you look at the standings of where everything is and you can't and you can't because the standings have the NFC West really different now because really you always looked at Seattle as being really on the top of that division. All the teams are one in one. It's very vital for this team to get the victory That was a bad loss for Seattle yesterday And that one might come back To haunt them In division game that you Can't afford to lose if you're Seattle That's a, that, before the season That's a tick under the W side So he just took one away So Dallas In a situation Now, the Oakland Raiders, with all the hype and everything else, they're a better football team. They should have won. Atlanta goes in, scores 14 points in the fourth quarter, where the Raiders' defense needed to show up to stop them, and they couldn't get the job done. And Matt Ryan, I'm sorry, he's not a great quarterback. Really, when you looked at the numbers yesterday, he was 26-34, to 34, 396 yards and three touchdowns. Wait a second. Isn't Jack Del Rio a defensive guy? What the hell happened there? And Oakland's better than this. Okay, they should be better than this. Carr, 34-45, 299 yards and three touchdowns. What's the huge number? Same thing with Dak Prescott. They threw the ball 45 times. means they weren't getting anything in their rushing game. So if you're Oakland looking at one of the problems that you have, rushing the football, eight rushes, 57 yards, and a touchdown for Murray, but six rushes, 46 yards for Washington, seven for 17, Rashad, one for fourteen, one for eleven. The numbers are good. They still got quite a few. They had the twenty-seven rushes. That means they had a lot of. I mean, they 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 did huge. Rushing the football, Oakland now one and one. Julio Jones. Five rush, uh, five receptions, under six yards and a touchdown. No great big surprise. Tammy, big guy, five receptions, seventy-five yards and a touchdown. And then one re- uh, for Hardy for eight yards and a touchdown. Those were the three that Matt Ryan threw. Freeman rushed the ball seventeen times, ninety-three yards, twelve times, forty-six yards and a touchdown for Coleman. Twenty-nine times. Compared to 34 I like to look at those numbers Because if you keep them somewhere Right there in the middle Around 50-55% No more than 60-40 You got a good chance to win the football game If you're a football team in the NFL You really do Atlanta did And what did Exact opposite for Oakland They threw the ball Ran the ball less. Through a lot more than they ran it, they lose the football game. Oakland shouldn't have lost that game. And that was one of the other ones that I don't. Now, the one that really kind of shocked me, even though they were playing the game in Minnesota, is, is that the Green Bay Packers could only get 14 points on the board. Costly, costly injury in this game. Adrian Peterson. Don't know how much that's gonna affect this rushing game. But now you've got a backup quarterback and you got backup running backs that are gonna have to try to get the job done. But you can say whatever you want. They got a defensive coordinator head coach. They got to just figure out how to stay in the game with Sam Bradford at the quarterback position. Aaron Rodgers, 20-36, 213 yards, touchdown and interception. Rushing the ball, Lacey, 12 times, 50 yards, no touchdowns, three rushes, 29 yards, and a touchdown for himself for Aaron Rodgers. So a total of 39 times Aaron Rodgers was a big portion of the game. Talked about it on this show before. Put a lot of pressure on a quarterback to be the guy. Then what ends up happening? He just kind of blow it. And that's why he kind of blows it. Now. As far as my original pick for the Vikings, that sure looks good, but I changed my pick. I did, admittedly so, when they lost to Chetty Bridgewater. But I I don't know. Can Sam Bradford get the job done? 22-31, 286 yards, two touchdowns. Hey, listen, if you can get that from Sam Bradford with the defense that they have, watch out for the Minnesota Vikings. They couldn't make that big run in the NFC North. So, it could all be interesting as you move on. That having been said, as we are here on Monday morning, going over my admission of stupidity, I went through the games that I lost. Those are done. I don't want to touch on them very much because there are three of them that really shouldn't have happened. And I should be talking about how great I am. That having been said, I still suck and I admitted it. That having been said. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about the games they did pick, and then we'll talk about some of the other news that is coming out of the NFL. We'll briefly touch on Philadelphia and Chicago. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214 200 5588. That's 214 200 5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. If you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooter's is sure to satisfy, whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea. Check out Scooter's Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive-thru so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooter's Coffee located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your at Eagles, letting you know about Polio's Italian Restaurant located at Dal Rock in the 66. Make sure you get the opportunity to taste the Palio's Gourmet Pizza on their Facebook. There are many opportunities to find out about getting a free pizza or just take a taste of some of the other Italian plates that they have. That's Palio's Pizza located at 6702 Doll Rock Road, number 122, or give them a call at 214-703-9711. At 5 Star HVAC Contractors, we know how important it is to be comfortable in your own home. That's why we make it a priority to get your air conditioner or heater running quickly and efficiently. We know what it takes to keep you comfortable this summer season. So now's the time to get a full AC tune-up. Call us today for a $45 service call to have a qualified technician come to your home. Also, new complete systems installed with zero down and zero interest for 12 months. No minimum monthly payment. So give us a call at 5 Star HVAC Contractors at 214-457-8441. That's 214-457-8441. And tell them Sonny sent you. And we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We talked about the games that I lost already. And I didn't do as bad as last week. There's some games that I should have won. How did Seattle lose that football just yesterday? How does they lose, lose it? They're in trouble at quarterback position. Russell Wilson. Let, Russell Wilson is hurt, and folks, it, if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, you better start better start worrying, because if you don't, it's going to be a long season for you. Okay, or at least the next three or four games until they can figure out what's wrong with Russell Wilson to help them stop from being hurt. Because them losing to the to the uh, Rams last week – the Rams haven't – the Rams have won more games than they've scored touchdowns. So that was a big loss. Oakland shouldn't have lost that game. They lost. That was bad. So I don't feel bad about those games that I lost that game. Detroit should have won. I did pick Detroit. They lost. But that, that one could have went either way before you picked it. But there were some games on this schedule That were huge And I'm going to bring in A guy that gives us a lot of listens And comes on a lot Is our our native Pittsburgh fan By the way, just so that you know I did not pick the Steelers But I did not know It was going to be sloppy And the best team in the NFL On the football field Is the Pittsburgh Steelers When it's sloppy, my man How you doing, Bryce?
2: Hey, Sonny, what's going on? How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Like I said, I didn't look at any weather reports. I just looked by Cincinnati having a very good, successful season through the season, not in the playoffs. But if I would have known it was going to be slop bowl, I would have been all over that one with the, with with the sealers getting the victory, good victory for your football team as well, especially in division game.
2: Yeah. Um, Good win, great win, um, great win for Pittsburgh. It, it, was, it was pretty much as I thought it would go. I, I will say the Cincinnati defensive line was very, was very active. They played hard because I said, you know, they're very big, they're long. But the Steeler offense, they came up with the game plan to just wear that team down, and they did. I thought the Steeler corners, the defensive backs, were very good. The, the 366 yards by Andy Dalton is very misleading. Dink and dunk plays. They shut down A.J. Green. They had a good scheme. You know, Andy Dalton, when you take A.J. Green away, he gets very skittish. He was once again skittish against Pittsburgh. He does not play well against us. And they couldn't run the football because they, can, they are not tough yeah. enough to impose their will on Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah. And, and you also, it, this team, you talked about it. This team really is talking about the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger throws two interceptions. They still think they can win the game. I, and I'll tell you, there are a lot of teams out there where a quarterback throws two touchdowns. They're thinking, oh, my God, how are we going to win? And that's a big difference when you look at the NFL and football teams. More so, you know, how are we going to win? No, Pittsburgh says, oh, yeah, we'll win. And the mentality of the football team is so much better than most that are out there. That's a big portion of this team as well, because they always think they can win their game regardless where they're at.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, they have the, they have the pieces and the parts in place. Um, particularly, like I said, when you've got this offensive line, that 124 yards rushing, terrible weather conditions, able to control the game, You know, their quarterback had an off day in the rain, a couple picks, but also through three touchdowns. You had their their young tight end step up. When your young first-year, second-year tight ends play with more moxie than the Bengals starting quarterback, the Bengals know they're in trouble.
1: Yep. So, uh, huge loss there. What's up with Russell Wilson? Is he hurt?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's he's – he might not be 100%, but he's not fully the problem. Um, the problem is you know, to go to the opposite end, and, and I picked the Seahawks to go to the Super Bowl, but it you know, shows you, you know, I'm not giving up on it. But it's going to be a tough sledding because that offensive line is, is, is not doing very well. They don't push people off in the run game. Teams are blitzing them. When teams are stopped up front, particularly in the 4-3, they're having big-time problems. They have the opposite problem the Steelers have. Steelers' offensive line trending the top five, Seattle Seahawks offensive line trending down to the lower half of the of the NFL. That's not a good look.
1: No, it's not a good look. And you, when you let the Rams of all teams score nine points and you win the game, something's got to change. Now that that whether whether that is shuffling that offensive line. Now they've traded off Okung Carpenter as well. They weren't great, but they were better than what's in there now. So it's looking like those trades and everything not looking great, but the half the time Okung wasn't out on the football field and Carpenter, eh, he's average. So, Looking at that, they got to get better on the offensive line. they got to protect Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson can't do what he does best, which means sometimes getting out of the pocket and making plays. Not necessarily always running the ball, but making the throw on the run. And we just didn't see that. So that's going to be huge. Uh, The question is, is how long will the injury hold him back from being the Russell Wilson we know? Will it be too late? All the teams in the NFC West are one and one. Um, so you know really the only teams you know that should be 2 and0 should be Seattle they should be 2 and0 without a problem uh, and they should be leading this division um, so it, you this division will depend upon the health of their quarterback as they move forward into the season for all their teams
2: Yeah, I mean, you want your quarterback. You want your quarterback to be healthy. The time is not now to bench Russell Wilson. Um, you wanna, you gotta let that guy play through it. Um, if he can go, he can go. They just gotta play better around him, and, and that starts with the offensive line. Their, their offensive line is a real weakness. Um, I think I would start spot, you know, highlighting their offensive line coach. Is he getting these guys ready to play? Is he, does he have a scheme prepared that can simplify and do what they do well and call those running plays with the offensive coordinator? Um, They've gotta really get that in they gotta get that thing in gear. Uh, Jimmy Graham is another guy, he's been hit, he's been banged up, he doesn't block very well. So, the physicality that they wanna play with, you know, they can't do because they're tight end on the on the edge really doesn't do that. Right, and uh,
1: Pete Carroll, a little uh, animated on the sidelines there, uh, which was always, I always like to see coaches lose it, but the fact of the matter is that's not good for your football team either.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't mind that. You know, NFL's an emotional game, and people lose it on the sidelines sometimes. My, Mike Tomlin has lost it. Other, other coaches have lost it. So that's just part of the game. I, I wouldn't worry about that
1: yeah i just I just enjoy seeing them lose it, especially Pete Carroll. He has no rhythm at all. I swear this guy
2: <laughs>
1: it's horrible so now let's go to the games I actually picked because i'm I, I picked the Jets over Buffalo um that I, I'm not very proud of that pick that's just the pick. Buffalo's horrible, but the game Carolina. The line was 12. I said, I bet the farm on this. San Francisco um, may have got 27 points on the board, but that was after they were beat. Um, it, Carolina and Cam Newton getting the victory that was it this was a big victory to pull them to 1 and 1 in that division over there in the south where you got Tampa Bay at 1 and 1 um the Saints are in 2 but the ten, that that whole division over there in the south is going to become very interesting with three teams at 1 and 1
2: yeah, well, the NFC, yeah, the NFC South I had Carolina winning that division. I could see it. My pick coming up from the rear, Jameis Winston, he, he really had a terrible game. The, the Buccaneers just got ran off the field. Yeah, um, they did. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's going to be a long season. But, you know, Carolina, I think, still has shown itself to be the class of the division. Atlanta's got some weapons. You know, Matt Ryan had a good game, but I think Carolina's the te- still the team to beat.
1: Well, I'll tell you this. What a great time for this game to happen, though, for Jameis Winston. Not late in the season when they need a game. Now, no offense, they need the game, but it's early in the game. So to drop a game early in the season – this was the best time for this to happen to Jameis Winston and for him to get better as they move throughout the season. Because moving throughout the season um, is where you're going to win the win the game uh, or win the season or do better in the actual uh, standing. So when you got Russell Wilson playing playing bad, you know, I kind of like. Both of these guys, they're kind of like the same guy. Um, and we've seen Russell Wilson have bad games. This was not a bad game. This was a horrible game. I'm glad they got it out of the way because when we move later on in the season, I want to talk about the Buccaneers, maybe trying to win a, a wild card, even though I don't think they'll win it. I'd like to see him at least give a nice shot for it.
2: Yeah. Um, in terms of, yeah, it's funny in terms of the Tampa Bay game, you know, they got blitzed, and this is the type of game that the Cardinals can play, particularly yep. if, if you can't run it. The way to beat the Arizona Cardinals, as I said, I think they're, they're soft in the middle. If you can pound them and pound them and pound them, they can, they'll give it up. I think if you start playing on the perimeter and they start getting turnovers and being frenetic, you know, you know their, other, their second corner had, a, had an awesome game. Um, Cooper, I believe his name is, gave Jameis a lot of problems. They got behind, which means you have to throw. Yep. You can't be as physical. That plays into the Cardinals' hands.
1: Yep. Looking at the rest of the season for the uh, for the Buccaneers, they get the Rams next week. That is really good. They get that game in uh, Tampa Bay before the Broncos and Panthers get there. So you get his – you know, you get his confidence built up in that game against the Rams before you have the Broncos going there, but they, they probably won't have DeMarcus Ware for that game, so that'll be good for them.
2: Well, it all depends, though. When you talk about the Rams, the reason why the Seattle Seahawks have such trouble with the Rams is because they can't block them. One of the things the Rams have is an elite front four. <laughs> they have a front four. Aaron Donald is an elite lineman, and they've got Quinn and they've got other parts that have high motors that can get after you. And so if the Buccaneers, if Doug Martin's going to be out, they better be able to get some movement on that front because if they can, Absolutely. Jameis is going to be in for another long day because, they can, because it's going to be hard to sustain offense because that front four can be very disruptive. One thing Jeff Fisher does is he consistently has a disruptive front four.
1: And that, that and that's going to move forward for them uh, in the season. I like like where I like so far uh, an interesting season in the NFL. Um, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo going down scores twenty one. Now he's out of the game. They're still working on the MRI. Uh, that could be a big problem. But you know, have no fear. They're two and zero, and everybody said don't worry about him if they go if they go two and zero, they'll get Tom Brady back, and they're right. Um, so they're in pretty good shape. In reality, imagine if they could squeak out one more victory uh, before they get Tom Brady back without Jimmy Garoppolo in the lineup. And if there's a team that can do it, it's the it is the the Patriots. This is a football team that usually finds a way to win, regardless who the personnel is out on the football field.
2: Yeah, I have them going to the AFC Championship game to play my Steelers. But yeah, I mean that is a. You know that's a good football team. They're finding ways to do it. Let's see if they do it without Jimmy G. I think he's going to be out. So yeah, you know, they've gonna got be, their. I th- think you're right. Brissett, Brissett. We got to see what Brissette. they can. Yeah, they got to see w- what they can do with him under center. You've got a week to prepare. Um, the Texans, the Texans better win that football game. If you want yeah, to win better. the AFC South. Yeah, yeah, if you absolutely. if you want to win the AFC South, yeah, you you better take advantage of a third-string quarterback. Because if you can't, then that just shows that once again the Patriots are the class of the NFL, and these other teams are really just middling around. They're not going anywhere anytime fast. The Miami Dolphins just got blitzed. That was very disappointing the way they got down. New England had total control of the football game. They started to come back. I mean, they played hard. They well, tried John to finish, Street. but yeah, they, but you just can't get. You just can't get down you, like that. You can't get down twenty-one nothing and expect to win a football
1: game. Although the NFL is designed for that, you know those great fourth-quarter comebacks. It's designed for that. But when you're down twenty-one nothing and it's the Patriots, it, it, it's. It's hard to get back into it uh, for that one. Uh, Baltimore, Cleveland, no great big surprise there. Cleveland, you know gives up the you know, gives up the victory uh, at their home field to the Ravens. Ravens look good at 2 and0 like that. Detroit losing that game to Tennessee. That one was almost inexcusable. They actually, even though it, you know they had 15 points, they were controlling that game all through. Three and a half quarters of football until the fourth quarter, and that's where games win or lost in the last four to five minutes of the fourth quarter, and that's what happened there. And Tennessee in the AFC South is right there. But going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, I, you know, I, I can't I, – I was right. I'm just gonna say it, and this is my football team. They haven't grown up. They got their they got their butts <laughs> handed to them yesterday, and and not not only that, it was very much embarrassing at the same time. Yeah, and I and I said it before. I'll say it again. I didn't like the hire of Gus Bradley, and i told them it was the worst. Well, I didn't say it was the worst. I just said it wasn't the right hire at the right time. And right now, you have to say. And if you're not your your Homer. But Gus Bradley is on the hot seat right now because that was a game they should not have lost, even though they were going over there, if they're up, up, and away right now as far as where they're headed. Uh, But right now, everybody says they're up, up, and away, but they're 0-2, atypical of the Jacksonville Jaguars season.
2: You know, I almost dreaded calling in here (laughs) because my sleeper pick of the NFL, they got Mm -hmm. blitzed. Yes. um you you were, for for one week Sonny, you you everything you Where said was 100% true <laughs> about the about the Jacksonville Jaguars they got they got blitzed and it wasn't even close yeah. their defense didn't oh. show up at all oh. um, I mean they just didn't show up period and that, that was a disappointing that was a disappointing loss and as much as i think the the team does play hard for gus you know, he's got he's to get them guys ready. Uh, you know, a couple more like that, and this may be his last year on, as the head coach.
1: Listen, listen, enough of the excuses from the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's time to put W's up out on the football field. And if you don't, then that it, it, Gus Bradley's got to go. Three years is enough. Well, hold on. Let me rephrase that. 3 years is not enough but if you got the wrong guy you knew it after 2 and you were just hoping he could come up with something for 3. So and that's what the Jacksonville Jaguars are getting. You know, you, you see them get, if, if there's talent all over that football field for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The problem is his play calling, the problem is no identity and then there's no chemistry. Now, that all having been said, all it takes is a good win for that to come together. So Jacksonville still, like I said, it's only week number two. They're zero and two, and even at zero and two in their division, they're still okay. Um, as everybody else is one. Uh, well, Jacksonville's zero and two. The Colts are zero and two. The Texans are the team that are two and zero. They should lose next week, by the way. And the Titans are one and one. So th- this is the division to be in to be that mediocre. And as you, like you said, we we talked about it. Probably eight and eight, maybe nine and seven wins this division.
2: Yeah, I think nine and seven wins the division. Um, I think nine and seven wins the division. I'm going to stick with my pick. I'm going to go down with the ship that the Jacksonville Jaguars can can overcome and win this division but it's getting it's getting tougher and tougher to stick with that. They better win because if the Texans do win and go 3 and 0, Jacksonville's going to have a hard time coming back from that. So
1: yeah, it, it, what a horrible spot to be in is what is called must win at week number three, and that's what Jacksonville <laughs> is going to be looking at must win because of division. I mean, I, they can mm. ill afford to go zero and three, but I I distinctly remember a couple of years ago where the Dallas Cowboys started off the year wrong, and they were they were in it at week fifteen, and they were below five hundred at the time, and they were able to come back and get into it. So that's what they need to have. happen if they can't win football games they're going to have to do it down the down the down the line now speaking of the Giants the Giants got to pay I picked the Giants not because of Eli Manning okay but and it's I'm sorry it's really obvious the New Orleans Saints let Drew Brees throw that ball 44 times just as bad as it is for Dak Prescott it's even worse <laughs> for a guy who's got an arm like a noodle anymore, 263 yards and a touchdown. That's it. That's not Drew Brees' numbers. Drew Brees is usually 35 of 40 and throwing for over 360 yards. So we are definitely get a different quarterback. And, and the huge thing is is they're not getting th- anything rushing the ball. They only rushed the ball 13 times for 41 yards. And no, no one got into the end zone. Is there any great big surprise that the Saints lost yesterday? No. Uh, but here's one of the things, though. It, the, Eli Manning, 32-41. of 41. I'll admit he had a good game. 368 yards, you've done something. But it took a defensive block field goal to win that football game for him. We, or we would be talking about having Eli Manning's head on, uh, on the chopping block.
2: You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna give credit to the New York Giant defense. Yeah. Oh God, they're great. Um, they're great. I think. I, well, 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 I'm not ready to say they're great yet. But that oh. was one of their best performances that oh, yeah. they've that they've had in in years. I mean, I felt that they were sound. They blitzed. They got after Drew Brees. They stopped the run. Um, very, they put very, the hits on the very, good def- defensive effort. You got to give them credit for a team that put up 50 something on them, for them to come uh-huh. out this year and stop that team. That's a good win yep. for the New York Giants. Where, where they
1: di- where they won the game it is jamming the receivers and getting them off the ruts before they even got there. I, I, I watched red zone. So when they went to the game, that was one of the things I watched is, is that the defensive, you know, the, they were jamming them at the lines and not letting them make plays or get out there. and, Drew Brees, let's just be honest, he's a great quarterback, but if he's thrown off his game and guys aren't where they're supposed to be, it will show up in his in his performance, 29 of uh, 44, 263, and and one touchdown. It means guys weren't where they were supposed to be. But really, if you're the New Orleans Saints and you're Sean Payton, how can you have your quarterback, as old as he is with the wet noodle that it is, throw the ball 44 times? because of desperation and that's what they felt in this game because the defense was that good
2: yeah it was a yeah it was it was a good defensive effort you got to jam the receivers I want to go back a little bit to the Steelers you know this is what the Steelers did in terms of mixing up the coverages some jam some off against the Bengals you can't let receivers just get anywhere they want to on the field and I think that's good you know Corner play is so important. And don't be surprised. One thing the New York Giants have with them, you know, Janoris G- Jenkins, Dominic um, um, Rogers Cromarty, um, they've got corners that have good skill, good speed, a- athletes. So, you know, the Giants have the potential to be a good defense.
1: Absolutely. And I think that. I hate to say it, but right now they're looking pretty good in that NFC East. Now the Cowboys get their victory, and, you know, we talked about Moxie. I talked about it before the show. If they were going to win, they were going to have to show up. They were going to have to work. I mean, they're going to have to show some kind of intestinal fortitude, testicular fortitude is <clears throat> what I wanted to see out of the Dallas Cowboys before I picked them. Um, and they darn it. I, I'll tell you. I, I'm just going to put it out there. If Josh Norman doesn't get the face mask call on Des Bryant, we're talking about a different result here today. We're talking about the Redskins winning that football game, and but it is all about the flags. It's all about what happened. But you know, say what you want. Dallas Cowboys one in one, and got a halfway decent, out of pre- uh, you know, performance from Dak Prescott. Went from 45 passes down to, I think, 33. Big time balance. Actually, it was 30. 30 rushes and 30 uh, uh, pass attempts. If they do that all year long, they go back to 2014 with Tony Romo doing the same thing. They have an opportunity to really do well in this division and win football games. But if they go outside of that with making Dak Prescott trying to win their football games, they're going to be in a lot of trouble.
2: Well, I'm shocked. I mean look, I'm shocked that they that they actually stayed balanced, stayed to the stayed to the personality that they should have. Yes. And and played a physical football game. And when they do that, there's an opportunity I just don't believe that they'll stick to it because they're the Dallas Cowboys.
1: <laughs> that Dallas Cowboys. They, they, they panic on first down and 10, and they only get six yards. That's, he, they, that's where they panic. I mean, so yeah, it, you're right. They have to consistently be that team that is willing to sell the system. If they don't sell the system, well, let me just rephrase that. If they don't even buy their own system – that's going to be a problem for him if, if, because they'll go outside of it. Dak Prescott, as wonderful as he is and could be the future for this football team at the quarterback position, probably is, you still got to make sure that you don't ruin him before he does become the, the starter. Because I'll tell you right now, in week number 12, if Tony Romo is ready to come back, I don't care what their record is. Tony Romo's the quarterback of this football team, and, and he should be. Um, that having been said, those that think that Prescott really is anchored in at the starting position are crazy, but this is a good start for his future. So you can see that he steps in and does a good job and then able to take over the reins and go for a full season. The best thing that can happen to Dak Prescott is Tony Romo getting healthy and either win or lose. It don't matter because Tony Romo has got maybe two more years max. And then Dak Prescott steps in. There's no big question about it, but, the way the fans work here in Dallas, they want Dak now.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, if I was there, I would blow the whole thing up and and, and let Dak be the starter right now and just take your lumps with him. You know, moving to, to next year um, where you can he has a year of experience under his belt because the Dallas Cowboys aren't winning a Super Bowl this year. Um, no. So they're not better than the upper echelon teams. I mean, if Tony's not really all that healthy, it takes a while, and Dak's playing well and they've got the balance on offense, I would stick with Dak and just turn the page on Tony Romo. Yeah, Jerry a lot Jones of people won't do that because that would, that. Mean, that would be too much like right for him.
1: Well, and, 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 But I'll, I'll put it out here. That would be stupid. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm <laughs> going to put it out there. The, Tony Romo is the starting quarterback of this football team. Dak Prescott is your future, and you got to win with what, what is there. Hey, listen, they got what? $42 million invested in this guy. Oh, hold on. This year, it's 20, he got $27 million invested in Tony Romo, okay? Regardless of how well Dak Prescott's playing, when Tony comes back, he's the starter. Jerry Jones loves this guy, and Jerry Jones, you can say whatever you want about personnel or who makes those decisions. When when Jerry Jones wants a player in the game, he's in the game, a la Greg Hardy last year. Okay, so he gets his way, and regardless of where they are, he wants Tony Romo in there because let's be honest. The fact of the matter is, that they have a better chance of winning the football game during the regular season with Tony Romo at the helm. It's it and. It, it, because of experience and things of that sort. So as much as I love me some Dak Prescott for this football team and he should be the future, the future is not now. The future is is do what you can until you get Tony Romo back. And Dak Prescott, if he looks good in the time being, next year is when you start talking about quarterback controversies. You don't do it now because it will affect the football team. But I'm going to ask you this. How the, if this football team figures out, they go by week 12, okay, and they have won eight games, man, how's that going to feel when Tony Romo marches out on the field after they're, what, 8-2 and 8-3, and and somewhere around that area, and Tony Robo. How, how do you think the players are going to feel about
2: that? I don't think that's going to be the case. But Me either. If that did happen, then, you know, to what you said, I think you keep Tony Romo – no, I think you keep Tony Romo on the bench. I, I mean, think, because dude, if they've won uh, that many games, then that means Dak Prescott's doing something well and you want to keep so him um, on the bench. I mean, and you, you want to keep him it. on the field. And you can't but mess that with that old saying?
1: Don't fix what's not broken. And that includes right. the Dallas Cowboys. If it's not broken – I'm, I'm even going to put it. If they've won seven games by, by their 12th game – that they almost can't put Tony Romo in there. And I know that sounds incredible, but you also got to remember the division and where it's going to end up. Nine and seven is going to win that division. So or, best case scenario, 10 and six and Dak Prescott is going to be the reason why they are there. By the way, Dak Prescott and Cole Beasley, if you're a fantasy guy, all right, he may not get the yards, but if this is a, a, a per catch league, uh, you better better have one of the two jack prescott or uh or cole beasley in there i mean so that's huge but he's got a nice uh uh, chemistry with Cole Beasley, but he went to the guy that can make the plays and that he say whatever you want about Des Bryant and Des Bryant was so smart last week. Normally this guy's the dumbest guy out on the football field. He kept his mouth shut. He didn't say, I got to have the ball. I got to have the ball. He didn't put that out in public. And I think he knew who he had there. So he kept his mouth shut and in return, he got the ball. I think he played it perfect for Des Bryant for once in his life in his NFL career, did something right off. The field.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, look, I, I like Dez. I think Dez Bryant's good, good for the, good for the Cowboys. I think he's one of their best players. So you know, hey, credit that they did it, that they played well. But it also is just Washington. Washington is, you know, the coach is average. The quarterback, as I said, is good uninspiring. Point. So yep. he doesn't inspire good anyone because he doesn't really do anything all that well. That's not, I mean, look, they were a playoff team a year ago, to me mostly by default, because the division was so bad. Oh, God, um, yeah. They've got a good, rec- and, and really what's that about is they actually have a good receiving core. They should be able to move the football and put up points, um, but, you know, their quarterback just, he doesn't have any moxie. As yeah. the spotlight gets higher and the pressure mounts, he plays smaller.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. Huge so, I, I actually
2: have to get off I actually have to get off the phone, but I wanted to just call in. You know I like calling and talking football with you.
1: Sounds good. Anytime on Monday, you're more than welcome there.
2: All right, take care. Talk to you later.
1: Take care. We'll talk to you next time. And so, and Bryce comes on with me a lot, and I'm glad he was there, and we covered a lot while he was on air. Um, So that being said, we need to get to our breaks. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. You're listening to coverage of the NFL, and how bad did I do? I still suck, but I was at least over 500, and I will probably be at nine after the Bears lose tonight. We'll be right back. Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associates Realtors is here for you. Twelve years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country, with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Raleigh at Eagle. to so contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, Chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrades. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give them a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? you can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5 Star HVAC Contractors, serving RELF 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5 Star HVAC Contractors. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nestegg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to social security. Hey, it's all good. Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NFL, NBA, NBA, MLB, MLB, NHL, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, where we talk about the admission of stupidity. It wasn't as bad as this or last week. So this week it was all right. So I feel pretty good about it. Now having been set, I want to talk about the games that I was right on. We talked a little bit with because Bryce, because Bryce, he has a little time on Monday. I don't know what he does for a living, but he joins me for about half hour, 45 minutes. And I want to be able to get him on because I love his takes on a lot of things. Very entertaining as well. He comes off on our comes on our Sunday shows as well. So, all right, talking about the games I won, Baltimore, I'm not impressed. I'm glad they won. They needed to win. Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco. I like what we're getting from him. We're going to see where he's at. I want to see more from Joe. He's still injured, supposedly at 100%, but I want to watch him a little more. But the Baltimore Ravens two and zero. You can't argue that thing. That is that that's looking really good. New England gets up on the Miami Dolphins thirty one to twenty four. Now, interestingly enough, Miami tried to come back in this game, and I'm going to give the credit to Garoppolo because he's the one that got them where they were. Before, because before you knew it, it was twenty one nothing. And the Patriots were knocking on the door to make a 28, and they ended up with a field goal. And then they got that field goal in the uh, first half, that being Miami, to make it a 24-3 to lead at halftime. And then the Patriots came out in the third quarter, got up on the board. The Dolphins tried to make a game out of it by scoring 14 points in the fourth quarter that they needed 21. So they were unable to get that. So the Patriots have, hey, listen, I don't care. I, I'm going to say it. Don't care that Jimmy Garoppolo went down. Don't care. Why is that, Sonny? Why don't you care? Well, the reason why I don't care is because the Patriots, if you listen to all the quote-unquote birds, if they got out two and two, they're going to be great. They're going to be in the perfect position. And they're already two and oh. So don't care, but here's what I'm going to tell you right now. Just, just from what I know, and just what I've talked about as far as who's the best coach in the NFL is Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick is going to be able to get this team ready to go on Thursday night. There's only one coach that can do it in the NFL right now, and that's Bill Belichick. And the simple fact of the matter is, is, is that they get the Houston Texans at home, at, at home. And if, if you look at it, okay, if you look at where everybody's talking about this football team, all right, everybody will go ahead. They will talk about whether or not that they can just wait until they get – their, their guy back. That being, of course, Tom Brady. But the Texans have, or the Patriots have the Texans and the Bills. The Texans and the Bills. One and four combined right now. They're going to get one of those games. They'll be three and one. W- worst case scenario. Because right now the Bills couldn't, couldn't, fight themselves out of a paper bag. The Texans, yeah, eh, they're going to be two of the same teams, and this game could go either way. But I think the Patriots, with the experience from their head coach, is going to be the difference in this game. What a great position to be in. You don't have Tom Superstar. Tom Brady. You don't have him. And you can still get the victory yesterday after losing your backup quarterback. Normally, backup quarterback, his backup backup going in, it's a recipe for disaster. But when you're the, on the team that's the best coach team in the NFL and the team that's going to win the Super Bowl, I'm calling this all year long. I'm not even backing off of it. The only thing that will stop the Patriots from winning the Super Bowl, I think, this year is if Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo are hurt. What a great position to be in if you're the Patriots. Because Garoppolo is going to come back. Tom Brady's not even hurt. Not only that, he's not taking hits from teams. The Buffalo Bills have a team that can put some hitting on the quarterback. Texans have the ability with J.J. Watts, the Dolphins in the backfield, and the and the Cardinals. I mean, that's four big games. And he might not even get touched when they play the Browns. So before you know it, it's week number six. It's really first time you don't have an opportunity, get hit. The best thing that could happen to them. I said it last year. They should have done it last year. They probably would have won the Super Bowl. I like this team. I like where it's going. So we'll watch it a little bit more. But I, I've been right up on this situation. I know I'm right. Sometimes people say, Sonny, you've lost your mind, and that's fine. I can I can live with that. But right now, there's nobody better in the NFL right now. Closest team would be Bryce's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. But who knows? That having not been said. I was right about the Giants. We talked about that one. Defensive stance. They won it because of defense. Eli Manning didn't have to do a lot, which they shouldn't make him do a lot. They'll win football games. See, that's the thing. The Giants don't need Eli Manning to be good. The Giants need the defense to be good. So I I like that game. That was one that I was really happy that I picked. Arizona, okay, clobbering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I mean what I said. This was the best thing to happen to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week number two, get stomped with Jameis Winston for two reasons. Number one, we got to stop all the Jameis Winston is great talk. I want to see more out of him. I want him to prove himself. And a big ass kicking yesterday, I think is the best thing to go around for him. I think it's the best thing that can happen to him. So watch that. That is huge. Where he is next week, will he be able to bounce back? Huge, huge, huge. I look forward to that game. So we'll watch that one with our eyes peeled. But Arizona, after that loss, they they should have beat the Patriots. They didn't. So they're pissed at home. It's hard hard place to win a football game. Denver beating Indianapolis. You know Indianapolis, they should be one and one. They're zero and two in the division. It doesn't mean very much because right now the up and coming Jacksonville Jaguars not getting the job done. Houston is Houston. I you know something's going to happen to them. Okay, Indianapolis should be there, and Tennessee don't count on them. The Colts are zero and two. But they're okay. Denver taking the loss. A- and I'm going to tell you right now, DeMarcus Ware, I'm going I'm to tell you that, yes, he's not Vaughn Miller, but now they're going to double up on Vaughn. Because if you double up on Vaughn, you still got DeMarcus, and they couldn't do it. Now they might be able to do it and get the job done, start that depending on that whole situation, he's out at least a month. That is going to be huge for this football team, huge. San Diego beating Jacksonville was no great big surprise. and But at what cost? They lose Danny Whitehead. They lost Allen last week, two prime targets. And I actually almost feel bad for Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers has been playing outstanding football. He's just going to have to continue it. He's just going to have to find somebody else to throw the football to. He needs a guy to step up. Does not get that. It might be the Chargers all over again for the last three years. So what team is going to be affected more with the injuries? And we talked about those injuries that were going on. And I'm going to tell you, I know what team is going to be affected most. It's Adrian Peterson. You you can't lose your number one quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, then lose your number one running back for at least too long. But Sam Bradford put up decent numbers. I'm still in the belief that Sean Hill should have been the quarterback of that football game last yesterday. Easily second guessed. Easily understood I don't know But I think that injury is going to be huge The Patriots They get Tom Brady back week five It's not a real big loss and they're up already 2-0 So When I look at this week And I look at the numbers and I look where Everybody's at I've I, I think Adrian Peterson, with him missing a lot of time, is going to affect this football team, especially within the division. It's got to be big. So, looking at all of it, I had the Jets. That was the team. I had Carolina. Those That's the game that I picked as well. I had the Baltimore Ravens. I had New England. I had the Giants. And I had Arizona. I had Denver. And I had San Diego, so I'm 8 and 8 right now. And I'm going to be 9 and 8. But as of right now on the season, I am 15 and 17. Two games below 500 in my picks. Maybe by tomorrow it will be one game. Because I I still want to know how Chicago got... A Monday Night Football game. That game should have been the Steelers and Bengals. That's what the game should have been. We can talk about that as well. But the Bears having Monday Night Football is a complete and joke. Someone just saw the date wrong. And then by the time they did it, everything is already done. So, how big is it that the Vikings got the victory on their opening in their new building? I, I don't know. Does it mean anything? I don't know. We'll talk about Yeah, We'll, we'll find out. So, really, really interesting stuff coming up next week. We, there's some great games on tap. But still talking about the games that happened here. Um, as far as it, uh, Kirk Cousins. Uh, Frankly, that game wasn't on Kirk Cousins, although you still got to score enough to win, but the defense gave the Dallas Cowboys the victory. Josh McCown, okay, is going to undergo an MRI, and that is not good for you if you're a Brown fan. They're not going to do well, but Josh McCown was the right answer. Jimmy Garoppolo has a sprained AC joint. And this one just came out, just came over my wire, a sprained AC joint. So that means that he's going to be out. What there we're going to have to see what we got here. Um, and his throwing shoulder, according, and that's some. That's according to the NFL um, website. A sprained AC joint and a strong shoulder. So, and that's according to Ian Rappaport. He will not start Thursday's game against the Texans. And he also says that the Patriots hope that they will sign a signal caller by week four. What does that mean? That means that another young rookie in at the quarterback position. Listen. Bill Belichick, I'm telling you, I know the conversation. He walked up to this young kid and said, you suck. Okay? You're not Tom Brady. You're not Jimmy Garoppolo. But don't go out and lose this football game for me. You want to make me happy, make me feel good about you? I don't care how we get the W, but don't be the reason why we don't get the W. Go out there, do the best you can, win me the damn football game. And if you don't, you suck. You still suck, but you just won't suck as much. And that that master motivation right there might do the trick. It's the master motivation. Change the Lombardi name to to the Belichick. Change the name of that trophy to Belichick, not Lombardi. The Belichick trophy. That having been said. I wonder how the Buffalo Bills are going to turn this around. And you're going to hear it from me. And you're, I'm the only person that will probably say this because I don't have anybody to answer to. I don't have any money running in from certain teams. You know, I'm just a guy that is able to talk and, and not worry about any backlash. And I'm glad about that. That's the reason why I do this show. So I'm going to make a bold, posi- bold, bold, bold prediction. Arizona Cardinals beat the Buffalo Bills. Rex Ryan's going to be fired. I just have this feeling. I have a feeling that the Bills weren't too comfortable keeping them one this year. But if they go 0-3... In the AFC East, they're done. They're done. The Jets will outdo them. Miami might outdo them as well. And I'm going to tell you right now, I saw it last year, and I didn't think it would continue to this year. I really didn't. I actually saw it two years ago. Rex Ryan knows he's getting paid millions of dollars. He goes out and he coaches a football team. He's getting so much money by doing it. He don't care. He didn't care last year in New York. He didn't care last year, and he doesn't care this year. He just got his buddy, his, his brother a job. He's going to say all of the right things, but I think... Simple fact of the matter is I think Rex Ryan has has thrown it away I think he's given up I don't think he cares That he wins Why? Because he's going to get every penny of his contract And that's going to be just fine with him And then after that He'll go back to being a coordinator Which is what he always should have been Because he's not head coach material And the simple fact of the matter is He'll put turn somebody's defense around Then someone will buy, start talking about Rex Ryan In about three years as a head coach again That's what's going to happen. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that Rex Ryan does not care enough. He's not his daddy. His daddy was a 10 times better motivator coach than he is. And I'm talking about Buddy, who rests his soul. So that news, okay, I'm giving out to you because I want to be. Are the Packers going to overreact to the offensive struggles of last week according to the NFL channel or the NFL website? It's still Aaron Rodgers, guys. Aaron Rodgers can have these games. He He's known to have these games. But it doesn't hang around. So that's huge. D'Angelo William, what a great, great player. If you don't have Bell in there, you, you got a guy that can get the job done. If you're Pittsburgh, you're loving that. You're loving that all the way. So what was your thing? What did you see in week number one that gets you going? By the way, let's just go through some of the news that I'm looking at and this was put up, uh, Stewart's going to miss a week or two with a hamstring injury for the Panthers. That doesn't affect the team very much because you still have Cam Newton. So that is huge. Um, What are you going to – I I got, and I'm going to post this on my Facebook. What gets the most ratings tonight? Eagles, Bears, or the WWE? That's what I want to know. I'm putting that up on my Facebook as we speak. What do you think is going to get the better ratings tonight? I mean, I got awful. I'm putting this down here. A god awful Monday night football game. What will get what will get the better ratings? The NFL or the WWE? It's gonna be fun. I can't wait, by the way. That it should be interesting. I I wanna see the ratings. But man that is that is a god awful game tonight. I don't know what people were looking at. But that's a god awful football game tonight for Monday night football. I don't know. The Bears are awful. That I know. The Bears are awful. They're all full of awful. I'm telling you. And I don't know. The, the, the Eagles aren't a great football team either, but they're better. But we will see what happens in that. But, guys, I did better this week. Right now, I'm 8-8. Eight and, eight. I'm, and I'm all right with that. I'll be 9-8 by the end of this. And I will come every day that I have a Monday off. I will come on this show. I will not be on in two weeks on Monday. I may or may not. We'll find out. I'll be in Arizona. I'll be visiting my father doing three hours, then two hours on Monday. I don't know if I'll take away from him in that time. So I may not have the admission of stupidity on that Monday. I will do Sunday's show. I will do Sunday's show, three hours, as we'll cover all those games. By the way, for our, the ones that are local, that are listening to my show, the Raleigh Eagles are 4-0. They're going into district, play Friday night, take on the South Garland Colonels. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be right there with the fans, and that's what I like. I like being right there with my fans of the Raleigh Eagles over at Williams, where we're stationed for that game. Is going to be right on their side, and we're going to be in the coach's pro- box, not the press box. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll come back and finish this hire on the Couch Potato Sports Show. That being said, the admission of stupidity. We'll be right back. Bonanza. Reap a bonanza with a free home, auto, or business insurance quote from Costco Insurance. Bundle your home and auto insurance to save a ton. Cost Insurance at the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road, or visit us on the web at costlowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Roulette Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Roulette. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. With over 25 years of experience, Stevens Sons Heating and Air Conditioning have received many awards and recognition, including Angie's List and the Best of Rowlett. Ask about our preventative maintenance plan that includes two visits to your home for one unit for $155 and $59.99 for each additional unit. Mention you heard this ad on the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast and receive an extra 10% off them a call at 972-475-3227 to set up an appointment, or check out their website at stephensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. 2607 that's 214-536-2607 or check them out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Mark Hall at Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp. We want you to be proud of everything you achieve. That is why Mark Hall will tell you to stop focusing in on the little things and be proud of everything you've achieved up to this moment being fit is hard but you can do it if you need some help getting started try our unstoppable fitness formula for free by visiting www.rowettfbbc.com and claim your free trial or give mark a call at 214-888-2844 that's 214-888-2844 This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. Ah yeah, here we are on Monday As we looked at the games that have happened in the NFL Now, as much as I hate to do it Gotta talk about Monday Night Football I know, I know, I get it It's a bad football game. I get it But it's still a game. And still football, I don't know, would gets the better ratings. WWE tonight or this game. But there's a lot of things still to look at the football game that we should really cover. And a lot of it has to do with their rookie quarterback, Carson Wentz. Okay, everybody's falling in love with Carson. They get the victory. They're 1-0. and They're going to be 2-0 and after tonight. But now, you got the rookie underneath quarter. He's a showcase on Monday night. Um, And he's going to play his first primetime game as the Eagles are on the road. So, all the focus is in on Carson Wentz. Remember, Philadelphia beat the Browns last week. Come on. You really can't look at that game and go, oh, yeah. Okay, he just can't. That having been said, it's the same thing here. He gets the Bears. He, listen, now Carson Went doesn't have anything to say about the schedule and who makes it and why. He's just a benefactor of it. But my question is, is that once the schedule for the Philadelphia Eagles really starts to really hit some good football teams. What's it going to be like? So this past week, everything's been good. He's been going, working out, doing everything he needs to do. And so the number two overall pick is all set and all of the hype is all there. Uh, Last week, he passed for 278 yards and two touchdowns, 29 to 10 win. And I kind of expect the same thing out of Carson Wentz this week. By the way, his jersey sale after winning the game against the Browns soared to number one, by the way, on online NFL sales. I don't know. E- even even President, the you know, Vice President Joe Biden encouraged Barack Obama to buy a Carson Wentz jersey. Get on the Wentz get on the Wentz wagon. I don't know. I, I just, I, I just look at a football team, okay? The Bears should win this game, but they're not. They got a great – I mean, I don't know. I, let me – let me refer. I don't want to say great. They got a good coach in John Fox. John Fox usually has a defense that's up and coming and ready to go. And I completely understand it. But Chicago, they're looking to bounce back from a 24 to – or 23-14 loss to Houston in week one. I don't know if the Eagles would beat the Texans. But when I look at all this, it this is going to come down to protection for the Chicago Bears. They're not protecting Jay Cutler. Now, you can you can argue all day long he shouldn't. I mean, why anybody wants to play and protect this guy? I get it. He has sacked five times in week one. There's no question they're going to get to the quarterback tonight. That being the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a football team that's missing one key ingredient, and they should never let Matt Forte walk out the door, and they did. And that's one thing about the Bears. They'll let anybody walk because they don't care. They'll find someone to replace you and they'll be fine. At least that's their thinking. So Philadelphia, the head coach Doug Peterson, you know, he's in there new, gets the big win in week number one. But one of the things I wonder, the Eagles traded quarterback Eric Eric Rowan to uh, the Patriots before the season opener. Now that means Nolan Carroll, Ron Brooks, and rookie Jalen Mills are going to have to figure out how to get that defense set. Now there are other guys that are hurt going into this game. I think uh, the tight end... Ertz, I think is his name is. I think he had some kind of rib problem or something like that. That's going to be a loss for this team. I think he might even be ruled completely out for the game. I don't know if he definitely is. If not, he's right there. He's, He's definitely questionable, if not completely out. So that means Brent Selick is expected to move forward there. And that guy, he could get the job done. I mean, is a good player. He's always been a good player. They just never got that guy the ball. In this game, if John Fox does not get any pressure on Carson Wentz, the Eagles are going to run all over this football team. And that's what I expect in this game. I don't expect much. The only thing that I I can't I I just can't find anything because I don't know if the guys want to play on the offensive side of the ball for Jay Cutler. Sooner or later, your players are the problem. John Fox, I'm gonna put it out, I don't I didn't like the hire, but at least he was proven, and he's a defensive guy. That's what the Bears are. But. It is the Bears, and they're not playing. And, and I, I picked them to finish last in this division. Everybody was saying the Lions, and the Lions maybe. I don't know, but right now, I don't know. Even my fine co-host, he won't come on today because he's working and all, but he won't he won't pick the Bears tonight. I don't even know if he'll watch it. I don't know, because they could get really, really ugly. And this Monday night football game should not even be a game tonight. And the NFL, the NFL dropped the ball here. I don't know if they just wanted to focus in on the rookie quarterbacks for a while, you know, give them some play. But I'm going to tell you right now, as far as people watching this game, I don't know how many how. Long people are going to hold on. People, I got to go to work tomorrow, 4 o'clock. I'm not going to finish watching this game. I'm going to bed. I got to be up at 4 o'clock. This is a game I'm not going to waste sleep on. Now, that tells you something right there. Because I'm going to watch mostly all these games on Monday Night Football. If they're a good game. But, boy, they missed on this week. And, you know, it. it, it just says something. Now, if they get good ratings, I'll be shocked. Like I said, I put it out on my Facebook page. You can go over there, Sonny Clark. I'm the bald one. Got my Michigan logo down there on the bottom. But what's going to get the better ratings tonight? WWE or uh, God-awful Monday Night Football Game? That's going to be what I say. I'm I'm actually going to go looking for it. When I wake up Tuesday morning, I'm going to head right on over, and I'm going to look. And I'm going to see what had the better ratings. I don't know how i got to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. I have a feeling that the Bears will win in ratings, but it's not going to be by much. Are you watching this game tonight? Is this game important enough for you to lose sleep? I am sure that most people over in Philadelphia will watch this game. So Philadelphia fans and stuff like I'm sure they will watch this game. But I don't know. I, I've always got to ask myself the question. When it's a bad, bad Monday Night Football game, do people watch? I've never really checked the ratings when it's a bad game, but this one is so bad I don't know if I could actually not look. Who knows? So on Monday, so if I don't work, I'll be here. We'll be talking about the games. We'll talk about all the things that that happen in, in the games on the weekends. It's just what we'll do. Also, don't forget about the Rowlett Eagles. The Rowlett Eagles are not at home, but they're at Williams, but they might as well be at home. There'll be lots of people in the stands for this game as the Eagles are going to take on North Garland Colonels. So um, The Eagles go into district play at 4-0, and if you're a Rowlett Eagle fan, you got to be happy about that. I know I am. I, I'm actually really happy to see that, where they're at. So it'll be the big question. Will they get the win? Will they go in district, get that first win they need to get? And I think they do. I think they're going to go in and have success. But you can hear that coverage on the Couch Potato Sports Show over at com forward slash Rowlett Eagle Sports Sunday morning www.couchpotato.wix.com forward slash sports show. Enjoy that one. So that's going to do it for me here on the Couch Potato Sports Show on Monday. I'll be here every Monday talking about the games that had happened, see if I had any kind of success. And if I did, you'll hear it. If I not, you're going to hear that I sucked. And I'll freely admit if I suck, I'll do that. So we'll do that on Mondays that I'm off. Everybody have a good Monday. Enjoy the game if you're a fan of those teams. If you're kind of like me, like all of them, I'm not going to waste much time on it. We'll see what happens here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, your Raleigh Eagles radio network, as well as coverage of the NFL. Everybody have a good day. Bye-bye.